Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. To watch our latest message, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Free Chapel OC. Let's, uh, let's jump straight into it. And uh, we're going we're gonna, to uh, we're gonna move quick today. Are you ready to run a little bit? <laughs> we're going to, uh, because I know where I want to get to. Um, I just need to get there quick. And, uh, and so uh, I'm so grateful to have all of you uh, here and it's grateful for, always grateful for those that um, don't normally attend. Perhaps it's your first time here. Perhaps you're not, you wouldn't consider yourself a Christian or a believer. Um, I'm so pumped that you're here. We're so grateful for you. I'm, a, I'm mindful of how different settings like this can be if you're not familiar with it. And so I'm so grateful that you're here. I pray that you feel uh, welcomed and feel a part of our little uh, parking lot family that we have going on here. Um, but uh, of course, we are. this is our final week of, of our exchange series. Um, and this is a, um, something that we do every year where we highlight, as the video did earlier, highlight some, a couple of projects that as a church we're really going to focus on in giving. Um, and so into as a church. So this is something that um, we do once a year in addition to, you know, of course, our regular tithes and offerings that, that um, so many of you uh, give to each week, and we're so grateful for those. So um, last week, if you were here last week, you would have got a little envelope. Looks like this. Um, so uh, that's where your um, exchange offering goes into that envelope, and you have opportunity as you leave. There's giving stations as you leave um, to, uh, to do that if you would like to. Um, you can also take this envelope home with you if you want to take it home um, and pray. And of course, you can refer to our website if you want more information about the different projects that we have and campuses that we're building and, and uh, organizations that we're partnering with in, uh, in Israel. Um, so please, uh, please make the most of that if that's uh, how you feel, feel led. So let's, uh, let's jump into it. How many were here last week? Wave at me a little bit if you were here last week. You were in church last week. For those of you who won't, you are going to hell. No, you're not. I'm joking. If you were not here last week, it's okay. I'm so glad that you came this week. Let me catch you up real, real, real quickly. Last week, we've been talking for weeks and weeks and weeks now. It feels like forever, but we've been talking about our purpose in God, that God has a purpose for each and every one of us, that it's not about what I want to do, it's about what He wants me to do. And we talked about last week how His purpose being outworked in my life is impossible without His power. Remember, we talked about how I can have my iPhone, I have my phone up here, and my phone has all the capabilities to do so many different things. It can do numerous things on my phone. I can text, I can call, I can have internet, I can listen to music, but that purpose of that phone doesn't become active until it's connected to power. That's what we talked about. We talked about the importance of understanding the Holy Spirit in our life. That the Holy Spirit isn't an added extra. It's, it's not like a, this little icing on the cake, if you like. If you want to actually accomplish God's purpose for your life, His Holy Spirit and power is a necessity. And we talked about the fact that Jesus believed in this so much that before he sent the disciples out, he told them to wait. 
Essentially, he was saying to them, don't do anything without the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. The message we talked about was called, it's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. My goal for last week that was that each and every one of you would leave with a greater understanding of how important the Holy Spirit is to the life that God has called you to live. I want to just look at a quick verse um, in John, um, and I want, to, uh, I want to show you this. It's in John, turn to John chapter 16, and, and verse, let's just go 16 and verse 7. Real quick, I'm going to read it, um, and then we're going to stop. Jesus is saying to the disciples, he says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it's to your advantage that I go, for if I do not go, the helper, say helper. helper. Say it like you're wide awake, say helper. helper. The helper, that worked some of you up, didn't it? The helper will not come to you. Unless I go, the helper, I want you to say it again, the helper. This is not the only time Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as the helper. Why I think that's such a great verse is I think all of us in our life need help. <laughs> Some of you are looking at me like, you got no idea. For some of you, that was the greatest understatement of the week, wasn't it? I need help. I need help. I need help. Listen, I don't just need help when it comes to church. I need help in life. Maybe, maybe you're not in that category. Maybe you just need the Holy Spirit to help you worship in church on Sunday. But that's not me. That's not me. I need him to help me worship on Sunday. But I don't need, just need him Sunday. I need help on Monday. I need help tomorrow. I need help tomorrow. I need help. And it's encouraging to me that Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the helper. So if I need help and the Holy Spirit is the helper, this is the question that I have for us today and I'm going to answer it for you in this message. How does the Holy Spirit help me? Have you ever thought that before? Have you ever read scriptures like that? And seeing Jesus describe the Holy Spirit as the helper over and over and over and thought to yourself when it comes to the battles that you face and the issues that you're dealing with, that if He is the helper, then how does He help me? How does He help me? So that's what we're going to look at today. I want you to understand something. I want to tell you something. And I said that we're going to move quick because I need to set this up as a foundation for what we're going to talk about in relation to how the Holy Spirit helps you. And I want to tell you a statement, and it's a very clear, very simple statement. 
I don't want you to believe me. I just want you to hear it. Okay? The statement that I want to make is simply this. I want everyone to listen. And this is it. You have the Holy Spirit. Okay? I want to say it again. Again, I just want you to hear me. You don't have to believe me. But just hear me. You have the Holy Spirit. Okay, did everyone hear me? Everyone hear it? Why did I tell you not to believe it? This is an important way for you to listen to any preacher or any teacher when it comes to God's Word. Don't believe it based on what I say. Believe it based on the evidence of God's Word that I show you. Okay? This is going to help you, okay? Because too many times Christians hear preachers say something that's not based in Scripture and then they shout about it and go home and the enemy snatches it just as quickly as you heard it. And if you don't have the evidence to back it up, you will not be able to fight to hold on to it, okay? So the same way, listen, my dad's an attorney. So when my dad gets up in court... In, in represent, representing a client, he will get up in court and they will, the, the, the magistrate or the judge will say, what do you plead? And he will make a statement and he will say, we plead not guilty or we plead guilty. Then what does he have to do? He then has to back up his statement with what? Evidence. What does the Bible tell us faith is? Faith is the evidence of things not seen, okay? So I told you that you have the Holy Spirit. Can you see that? Can you see that? So you need faith. You need evidence. So let me show you evidence. Are you ready? Evidence. Philippians, I'll give you a couple real quick ones because we need to go quick. Philippians 1.19, Paul refers to the Spirit in this context. Paul says and actually calls the Spirit, the Spirit of God, and he calls Him the Spirit of Jesus. The Spirit of Jesus. When you got saved, who did you receive as your Lord and Saviour? So if the Spirit is the Spirit of Jesus, when you receive Jesus, you also receive the Spirit. Do you want another one? I'm going to give it to you anyway. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. This is a good one. This is the evidence that will support this statement. So when you get home this week and the enemy tries to tell you that you don't have the Holy Spirit, you can stand in strength, not based upon what Ben said Sunday, but based upon what God's Word says every day. Romans chapter 8 and verse 9. I'm just laying a little foundation. But you are not in the flesh, but you are in the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you, listen to this statement. Now, if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he is not his. So when you get saved, you become his. Therefore, you have his Spirit. Are you with me? Are you starting to get more confident in the statement? You have the Holy Spirit. 
Very simply, to argue that you, when you get saved, you don't receive the Holy Spirit is not consistent with other scriptures throughout the Bible. If Jesus says that no kingdom can stand that is divided, then when you receive Jesus, if you do not also receive the Holy Spirit, that would suggest that His kingdom in that moment is divided. The three do not divide. The three are one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So you have the Holy Spirit. Do you want to say it one more time now that we believe? Do you believe it now? You believe it? I have the Holy Spirit. I have the Holy Spirit. Now, you may not feel like you do. You may be thinking, well, Ben, I don't pray in that like weird language that I've heard different people do. Well, Ben, I don't do miracles. It doesn't matter. We'll go on talking in, in coming weeks about the gifts of the Spirit, but you're never going to be able to access gifts of the Spirit until you understand first that you already have the Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ. So, so where's, where's Jesus and, and umbrellas and Spirit and all of that? Let's get all of that up here and let's paint this picture for you. Are you with me still? I haven't lost you. One person's with me. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm so glad that you came. So let's roll. Let's roll. Let's come up here, Holy Spirit. Okay. Remember this? Come over here, Jesus. Let's stand right here. This is Cody, our, our college pastor. And this is, this is Pastor Jake. And uh, okay. So for the purpose of the illustration, okay, what I just said to you. And, and backed it with Scripture, just even a couple, and there's more. If you're in a small group, your small group can give you more this week, okay? This basically right here, this is you when you receive Jesus, okay? Remember this, I receive Jesus. I can't get relationship with God by and in and of my own strength. I get it in Jesus. When I get Jesus, I get the Holy Spirit because the three are one. They don't work against each other. They all rock together. So we're all in one. We with me? Okay, this right here, this encapsulates really God's plan and purpose for our life. This looks good, doesn't it? This will be, listen, this is a nice way to live, isn't it? Come on, can, relation, very nice, it is. Relationship with God. Through Jesus who saved me and the Holy Spirit who is helping me. This is good, isn't it? As, listen to me, as great as this is and as scripturally sound as this is, let's be real honest. It's not accurate to how you're living your life, is it? Because I don't know about you, but for me, my life involves a little bit more than just God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're, maybe you're not. Maybe you moved to the woods and grew a beard and built a cabin and it's just you living up there with no worries or no concerns and it's just you and Jesus. And if that is, that's amazing. All the best. But for most of us, we got some other stuff. 
don't, don't we? You want to be honest on Sunday? If you don't want to be honest, you came to the wrong church because I'm going to dig up in your business. You've got, listen, you've got some other stuff. Don't you? You're not that spiritual. Don't look at me waving your big fat religious Bible trying to tell me that this is how you live your life. I've got more going on than this. I got, I got, come up, let's get some stuff. Come up here. Let's get a, let's do, okay, he got up first. Social life. Come up here, social life. This is for those of you that are got a social life. Um, <laughs> If you don't, then we're praying for you. Listen, you got you got a social life and you got study. How many of you study in college, high school, study? Okay. What else? How many married people here? Make some noise if you're married. Make a happy, excited noise if you're sitting next to your spouse, you better. Um, you have, let's do this. We have work. Come over here, work. We're all socially distancing as, as best we can. And we have family. We've got some masks. Okay. So let's, let's, let's get in here a bit. Get in a little bit. Okay. So, so let's, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to paint a more accurate picture. To, are we getting closer? Not at me if it's starting to get closer. Because you don't just have the Holy Spirit. You don't just have Jesus. You don't just have relationship with God. You've also got your family. And you've also got work. And you've also got married, and marriage. And you've also got your study. And you've got your social life. And you know what else you got? I bet. I bet. I bet you've got some. Sorry, bro. But I bet you've got some problems. I bet you do. I bet you do. I bet you don't like them. I bet you're praying that God will just magically take them away. But if we're to be real, if we're going to be straight up and honest and really believe that He is my helper and this thing is not just about singing songs on Sunday, and if I really believe that He can help me Monday, let's talk about what I deal with. I deal with problems. Just crap, man. Just, 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 just stuff. Okay, so it's, it's more accurate, isn't it? It's closer. But let me, let me put something else to you. It's still not really there, is it? Is it? Because for many of you, these things trigger other things. That's, that's the issue. It's not, it would, listen, this would, it would be easy. If it was just about marriage, oh, I told you, I'm going to, listen, we're going to get into the fun stuff. If it was just marriage, it's not just marriage, it's what comes. Marriage doesn't show up on his own to your little party called life. This joker will bring with you some uninvited guests. That you, all the married people know I'm preaching truth. Some uninvited guests that you didn't. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect. Come on, let me get, let's get three of you. Three of you come up here. Let's just do three because dear Lord, if we get too into it, we're going to get. Marriage 
Hold that up there. Hold that for me. You know what marriage dug up? Marriage dug up in me, not you, in me. Pride. Get over here. Let me have this. Let's do selfishness. There you go. Um, what about, so, so marriage didn't show up on his own. I thought I was just going to get married. When you just thought you were just going to get married? But then pride rocked up. How many, found, how many found that pride showed up, marriage showed up with pride? And, and marriage also, he dug up selfishness. You, 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 you want to find out what's under the surface of your life, single people, get married. You'll be real surprised. <laughs> and there's selfishness. And you know what else marriage can bring? Sometimes marriage can bring up my past. Oh, it hurts. I know it hurts. Listen. But he's our helper and he's here and we'll get there. So marriage didn't show up by himself. When marriage showed up into my life, it dug up and it brought with him uninvited stuff. Let's, let's get some others come up here. Let's, uh, where are we? Marriage. Let's, family's going to sting a bit. Let's go. Let's do work. Let's, we'll work we'll, I'll, I'll ease you into it, okay? Let me lean on here. So let's sort of bunch up. No, I hope none of you got COVID. Let's pray in Jesus' name. We believe and we declare healing power in your mighty name. Wouldn't that be a novel idea if we started to pray for God's healing power before we got filled with fear? Listen, listen. Let's go, but wear masks. I think it's important. I think we need to. So work, because understand, in and of themselves, work and, and, and family and marriage and study and social life, is, is, these are all God things. But I've found that ungodly things can attach themselves to godly things. So work is of God. I'm not telling you for you to live a free life. You've got to go live with the guy in the hills and not have a job and just grow carrots and read your Bible. No, 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 no. You can still have a job, but understand the purpose of your job is to bring glory to your God. Your job is to build the kingdom, but job, your, your job, your work, he doesn't show up by himself. You know what can take over and he brings with him? He can bring with him selfish ambition. Where's selfish ambition? Here we go. Are you with me? There you go. Selfish ambition. You get over there with work. Let's just do... A, let's do it like this. A love for money. Money, money. All right. So what else? We, we can sort of, what else? What are we dealing with? What have we got? Study. Study's good. You've got to study. But study brought with it as well. Anxiety. All those students said Amen. Not that you love anxiety, but just because I'm preaching to you. So you hang with sort of study, find, find yourself there. 
What about um, study brings showed up? You thought you were just getting study, but you got fear as well. Because as you're studying, you're freaking out. What if I fail? What if I don't get a job? Um, how, many other, how many others we got? This is, let's get everyone up here. All right, here we go. Um, what else have we got? Social life. You've got to be social. Come on, you don't want to be that hermit in the hills. You've got to be social. So social life, modern day social life looks like what? Looks like social media. So I've got to have a Twitter account. I've got to have Instagram. So there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with social media. But don't underestimate and don't think that when you rock social media, that social media is going to show up on itself. Your social media will come with it in security, okay? Okay, and, and let's just, what else we got? Let's put body image issues. Let's put last. I mean, let's get down to what, where, what your life looks like because some of you young people, you're spending hours and hours a day scrolling on social media wondering why you struggle in your mind. It's not social media's fault in and of itself, but it's what can show up that you didn't expect. So you're scrolling through that and all of these things get added. All right, let's go quicker, let's go quicker. What else? Who's, who, who didn't bring friends yet? Social, well, let's do social life. What about just... Um, let's call it bad influences. You know, like crew that you're kicking it with that are not great for you. It's not them that's the problem. I'm not saying that you cannot have unsafe friends, but I'm saying attached to unsafe friends can be bad influences. Okay, the purpose, unsafe friends do play a godly role in your life. The reason why they're in your life is so that you would influence them and they wouldn't influence you. Okay, so they play a role. But, but attached to them can come bad, bad influences. All right, what else? Who, who hasn't got buddies? Okay, all family. Oh, jeez. Dear Lord, help us. It's Christmas time. Listen, I'm going to help you for Christmas Day. When family shows up, trigger, triggers. It's going to trigger. Let's just go straight to it. It's going to trigger pain for some of you. And I know I'm, I know I'm being a little facetious and messing around, but the reality is for many of you, this is real. It's going to come... Pain, come down here, the rest of these guys. You know what else family can bring? Um, well, let's just do it. Let's go. What about manipulation? Oh, <laughs> that's real, isn't it? Manip manipulation and control. Because as parents, it can be so easy for us to control. Is, is, is based in a right motive, but it's a wrong spirit. I catch myself. I want to control the heck out of my kids because I know better. The problem is we think we know better than God. And then what starts out of something being motivated by a heart to love and protect ends up 
becoming control and manipulation. And control and manipulation, it pivots because no longer is it now rooted in love. Control and manipulation is actually based and grounded and rooted in fear. Because that's why I control, because I'm going to continue to control, because really I don't trust God, because if I stop controlling, what's going to happen? And I can't do that. So that's why I control. Who is this for? So family's got that. What else we got? What about just jealousy? Because you're going to show up and you're single and your sister's married with 47 kids and you're going to feel bad and you want to have you know, 47 kids and a hot husband and all of that stuff and she's going to be at the Christmas party and you're going to have to be there and sit next to her and it's going to drive you nuts. Okay, so what else? What else? Well, problem, I mean, you're bad enough. You, (laughs) family, how many other selfish, let's just call it distractions. How many more we got? Okay, okay. And then let's just call you distractions. And let's just, um, let's just say that depression and heaviness. What about just overwhelmment? Overwhelmment. You can chill with study because that can often happen when we get overwhelmed and we get in study. All right, here we go. So we're here. Let's, so now, now. Could we say, it took us a bit to get here, but this is where I wanted to be. Would you say this right here is a little more accurate to what you're working with tomorrow? Some of you are so depressed right now because we've just dug up every root issue in your life. But you know what we can be encouraged in? Is that Jesus knows all this. But he still said the Holy Spirit is my helper. So this is my question. The same thing that we asked at the start. But now I think the question is going to carry with it a little more weight when it comes to leaning in to hear the answer. If he is my helper... And this right here is my life. How, bro, how the heck does he help me? Because on the surface, I've got to be honest with you. On the surface, I look at this, I think there's no way. I didn't think the Holy Spirit could help me with this. I thought the Holy Spirit was about worship songs. That's the problem. We have this understanding that the Holy Spirit is this mystical cosmic force that shows up in a service and makes you cry. And that might happen in a service, but I want you to understand a greater depth to the Holy Spirit that is in your life, that He doesn't just want you to feel something on a Sunday. He wants to help you on Monday. He wants to, he, wa- he wants to help with all of this. So, so if I have to understand that this right here is my life and here is the Holy Spirit here, 
The help that he can give with, do you know where it starts first? His help that he can give me does not start with him. It starts first with, with me. Because the problem with this, the problem with this craziness here is all this creates noise. And this, it creates chatter. Chatter, chatter, chatter. And the Bible tells me that I am to pray without ceasing and prayer is a two-way dialogue which suggests that he's always speaking. He's always speaking. So he, he who's speaking, he's over here speaking the whole time. Holy Spirit, he's speaking. He's speaking. The problem is, the help that he wants to speak starts first with me. And the problem is with many of us, rather than being here, I'm over here dealing with work in my own strength. And the noise, and, the, and then I'm, I'm not just dealing, remember I'm not dealing, because work is okay, but it's not, it's not just work. Because now, now take that, that up a bit, a little bit not more, because that's what it sounds like. It's like when I'm dealing with work, and now I've got the selfish ambition. Selfish ambition is coming into my life, and now I'm getting obsessed in my work and obsessed in my job, and, and I'm lacking in my marriage, and I'm lacking in my family because I'm so obsessed with work. And now this obsession now has caused me to have this love for money, and now I'm stuck in the grind, and I'm just rocking 10, 12 hours a day. And all the while, the Holy Spirit is my helper. He is my helper. But I just can't hear. The helper. Because I'm over here and I'm doing this and, and I'm just sort of trying to navigate through life and I'm trying to do, do some stuff and I'm, and I'm trying to work it out. But then do you know what we do is we come to church on Sunday. And do, do you know what Sunday does? Do you know what praise does? Do you know what worship does? Worship allows things to just settle. It allows, listen, it won't, listen, it won't, it just, you know what worship will do? Worship will do. It'll allow the noise. Do you know what preaching does? And listen to the Word of God. It allows the noise of our life to just, just settle. Just settle. It won't, for the most part, and things, and I'm not saying, I'm going to just make a more broad statement. When you praise and you worship, for the most part, all this stuff is not going to disappear. It's not. I know we sing the song, and the word praise goes up, and the walls come down. Remember we do that in Sunday school? And my praise goes up, and then the walls come down. Do you know what I found? It doesn't work like that. I wish it did, and it was that simple. But half the time, it's a lot harder. Do you know what I've happened? I've found is all of this stuff stays. It just gets quieter on a Sunday. It gets quieter when I listen to the worship. 
This is where it starts and it starts first. It starts not with the Holy Spirit. It starts with me. So how do I get to a place where I can hear, hear the Holy Spirit start to help me with this stuff? Hearing the voice of God is about getting in the presence of God. So how do I get in the presence of God? Real simple, prioritize. I'm not giving you a key right now. It's not, dealing with all of this is not, it it starts with you and the Holy Spirit will help you, but you won't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit until you prioritize. But if I'm over here and I'm focusing first on work and I'm focusing on family and I'm focusing on, listen, family's great and marriage is great. But if you will prioritize the voice of the Holy Spirit in your life, it'll make you a better husband. It'll make you a better father. It'll make you a better brother because all of your strength, all of your power, all of your discernment, all of your help will come from Him. So I have to say, you know what? All of you guys, and you're all good and great. I need you to just go down there. COVID, Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Heal, heal, heal. None of us. Amazing. Okay. So here. So this is what it looks like. Listen, they're not fixed yet. It's not fixed yet, is it? The problems are all still here. All the issues, all the stuff, all the gear is all still here. But the first step is to firstly prioritize. To say, okay. Okay, it's all still here. All the crap's still here. All the gear's going on. All the the stuff's still here. But I'm firstly taking it upon myself. In order to have the helper help me, I'm taking it upon myself first to say, first and foremost, I am going to prioritize the voice of the Holy Spirit in my life before anything else. Before anything else. Then, Again, how does he help me? When I prioritize his voice in my life, we start to work together. We start working together. I want to show you real quickly in this verse in John. As I'm going to begin, I'm going to leave you. You're going to leave here with three points. Three points, three answers to how can he, the helper, help me with all this. John 16, Jesus said to the disciples, and this is Jesus speaking here, however, when he comes, the spirit of truth will guide you into all truth. What's he, what's he talking about there? What is the truth? The truth is God's Word. We know the Scripture. You shall know the truth and the truth shall, shall set you free. What does the truth set me free from? It sets me free from the lie. So who tells me? It says, Jesus says that He's the one that tells me the truth. So he's the one. So what's the first thing the Holy Spirit does to help me? How many of you want the Holy Spirit to help you with all this? I promise you, he'll help you with all of it. The first thing I need you to write down, how does he help me? The first thing is he always tells the truth. He always tells the truth. 
But the truth in my life only affects change when it is believed and then obeyed. Listen, listen, because we want change, don't we? We want change. If this is your life, if this is the crap you're dealing with each and every day and you want change, you have to understand that change in your life will come when you hear the truth. And James says, don't just be a hearer of the truth, but he says, be a, a what? He says, don't just hear it. Hear it won't help you unless you do it. So what he does is the Holy Spirit, let's roll, bro. You, let's, let's all roll. Jesus, let's rock together. You know what he does? When I in prayer, let's go Holy Spirit. And, and he's connected to Jesus. He's speaking Jesus and he's declaring the will of the Father. That's why when anybody, and notice the Holy Spirit is under the covering of the Father, which is the covering of the Word of God. So whenever someone comes to you and quote, the Holy Spirit said this and it doesn't line up with Scripture, it's not undercovering, it's not the Holy Spirit, it's them. So when the Holy Spirit, you're rocking with the Holy Spirit and you start saying, because oh, I prioritize you now. And I'm like, okay, okay, Holy Spirit, speak to me the truth about my social life. What does your word say about my social life? The word says social life is good. But the Holy Spirit will say the social life is good. Where is everything that came? But remember, remember social life didn't show up on his own. Remember he showed up with social media and the Holy Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, is social media bad? He says, no, it's not bad. It's just modern technology. I said, okay, cool. Social media, social life, good. What's bad in it? He says, the insecurity that you feel when you scroll that's not me. Okay, the lustful thoughts that come, that's not me. Okay, so that means, and the, and the body image issues that come whenever I look at an image and I feel like I don't look like that, that the Holy Spirit says, that's not me either. Because the Holy Spirit is telling me the Word of God and the Word of God says to me that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And the Word of God says to me that there's no flaw in you. And the Word of God says to me that I created you perfect, that you were created by me before you were formed in the womb. So as I hear that Word and believe it, guess what? You gotta go, love, over there, down the stairs. Thank you. You're gone. Who else came with? So who else came with social media? Social media didn't show up on his own. I know there's more in this joker. What about this? What about the link to, to depression? What about the link of social media? It doesn't come just by himself. Social media comes and brings anxiety and brings depression. And so I ask the Lord and I say, Holy Spirit, what are, you, what are you saying in your word? And his word says to be anxious for nothing, but in all things with prayer and petition, present your request before God and the peace of God. I just feel the peace of God. What does it do? It guards it guards my heart, which it says, you're not allowed in. This is my heart. I know it's a stage, but it's my heart for now. See you, bro. I appreciate you. And what else we got? Who else? Um, no, let's, okay. Let's keep walking, Holy Spirit, because now, now the Holy Spirit helped me create a healthy social life. Bad influences was one though. That's good. Holy Spirit told me that. Bad influences. So the Holy Spirit says to me, I said, are unchristian friends in my life okay? And he said, that's okay. They just cannot have a bad influence. I put them in your life for a reason, for a purpose. You're called to be the light of Jesus and shine light. Okay, shine light, which means make a difference, which means the unsafe friends can stay, but the bad influence they have on your life, appreciate, thank you so much. You can go. 
So then, now I have a healthy social life that now is coming under kingdom order and kingdom cover. Now the friends that I have in my life are starting to give glory to God because the godly friends I have are speaking life into me and stirring me and the ungodly friends I have in my life are being influenced by the Holy Spirit that's speaking to me. Now things are becoming more kingdom aligned. So so Holy Spirit, come with me and, and let's go through work. And the Holy Spirit looks at work and says, a work life is good, but, but selfish ambition is not of me because you surrendered your life, so it's not your job, it's mine. And I'm your provider, not your job. So that gets rid of a love for money. You can go. I love you. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. And and what else have we got here? Let's turn around. Okay, let's go to family. Family, let's deal with this bad boy once and for all. Lord, would you help me with my crazy, screwed up, messed up family that drives me nuts so much it makes me hate Christmas? Holy Spirit, will you help me? And the Holy Spirit looks and says, family is one of the most powerful things in the kingdom of God. That's why the enemy attaches to us so much, because he knows of how much power is in it. And if you lean into the Holy Spirit, it will help you set. Listen, it will help you set. Firstly, let's get rid of jealousy because I know who I am in God because the Word of God told me that I am created. I'm a guide and He has all the plans. He created me. And, and Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans that I have for you, not the plans I have for your sister and her 46 children and her hot husband. Don't worry about her. Let her work out her plans. You worry about believing Jeremiah 29, 11 for your life and your plans and the Holy Spirit will get rid of that. What else will he get with? He'll get rid of the pain because the Holy Spirit through the blood of Jesus Christ will separate you and free you from the pain of your past as you declare the Word of God over your life and walk it out each and every day. So pain, you can go and manipulation and control, and this is a fun one, but manipulation and control, there's a verse in Scripture that says, don't cast your pearls before swine. And I'm not calling those messed up people in your family pigs, but I'm just telling you, the verse says that you cannot cast your pearls. Your pearls is your heart. So when you keep dishing your heart out to family members that want to control and manipulate, it means that they're not worth your heart or your time. So you've got to set some healthy boundaries. I'm not saying don't show up to Christmas. I'm saying set some healthy boundaries and recognize the voice of the Holy Spirit where the family starts to cross over boundaries that you've set in place to guard your heart from hurt, manipulation and control. The Holy Spirit will help. So by manipulation and control and less, what are we dealing with here? Okay. Um, social life is good. Works good. What was this one? Distractions. Well, I don't get distracted. I have to get distracted because I seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will, will, will fall into place. And so marriage. And so marriage. I ask the Lord, Lord, help me with my marriage. Help me with my marriage. And the Holy Spirit will come and say, the reason why marriage is taking up so much space. See this right here, everything right here. This is your emotional and your spiritual capacity. And some of you find it so hard to hear the voice of God because you're so full of everything else. And pride and selfishness, thank you so much because I don't live for myself because we surrendered that a few weeks ago. Remember we talked about surrender? So I surrendered selfishness. So this is helping my marriage. And now my past that I brought into my marriage, again, I received the blood of Jesus Christ that freed me from my past. I closed the door to my past and I cut every soul tie from every other messed up joker I've ever been with. And they're not gonna creep into my marriage and affect the way in which I love and appreciate my wife because I got set free from that. And now I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. See, we're cleaning house. We're cleaning house.
How many are feeling better? Fear. I guess study, study is good, but fear comes in. But I don't have to be fearful because he said, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. So anything that attaches to study that is not love, is not power, and is not a sound mind, you can bounce too. Study, stay, you two go. Okay, okay. We're good, we're good. So stand here. Come here. We're going to do this quick. Come in here. Come in here. Come in here. See, see, see. Listen, listen. Did that help? First way he helps, he tells the truth. We hear, we obey. Why is it not that easy? Because we won't obey. And we come to church week after week, hear sermon after sermon, and we do nothing with it. Nothing with it. And we wonder why it's so noisy. And, and why is so hard. Two other things I want you to write down. Jesus said is in this verse, and I'm going to finish. He says, verse 14, the helper, what is the helper going to do? The other way he helps us is the helper, it says, he will glorify me. The helper, second thing I want you to write down, glorify means to, means to elevate, means to lift up, means to celebrate. The Holy Spirit will always tell you how good God is. Always. So, so you won't with these things that are in your life that are godly things. And listen, I know this is still here. James 1 and verse 2, he says this. He says, consider it pure joy when you face trials or problems. So there's even a place for you. I don't like you, but you play a role. You play a role. But what he says is, the second thing I want you to write down is, is, is he glorifies the Father, which means he elevates the Father. He lifts up God. He keep, he's continuing to tell you, no matter what you're doing, how good God is and how amazing God is. You know how that helps me? It helps me to, write this down, fix my focus. So that my focus would be Him and not this other stuff. And uh, what's the song? Turn your eyes. I oh, know I can't sing. Shut up. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful. I know. Don't worry about it. I'm secure. Full face and the things of what are these things? What are these things? Of earth will grow strangely dim. They won't disappear because they're not supposed to. They'll just grow dim in the light of his glory and grace. I felt like that last note was almost on tune. <laughs> Feel good about it. He fixes my focus. How does He help me? How does He help me? He tells me the truth. 
He fixes my focus. The last thing I want you to write down, because I know James 1, 2 says that there's a place for him, but I didn't like that. I've got to be honest with you. I wanted to finish the sermon with him not here. Wouldn't that have been good? We would have all stood to our feet and we would have shouted and got excited because Ben just told me how the Holy Spirit's going to make my problems disappear. And so I got stuck on it. I promise you, I got stuck. And I asked the Lord, I said, Holy Spirit, show me. How do you help me with problems that don't go away? That's where the enemy gets too many Christians. And so I started praying and I asked the Lord, what about the stuff, God, that I feel like I'm doing? I'm doing it, man. I'm, I'm doing. That's where you're stuck. You're not stuck on the things that you know you should be doing something else in. Because that's real simple. You know, if I do the Word of God, I know that this will finish and this will stop. It's the stuff that you're doing the Word of God in. And it's not changing. That's, that's where it's the toughest. It's when I'm praying and it doesn't go away. It's when I'm fasting. It's when I'm believing. It's when I'm obeying God's Word. It's when I'm listening to the Holy Spirit and it doesn't change. That was where I got stuck. And I asked Him. I asked Him. I said, Lord, help me. Help me give something to people that will encourage and stir faith with this because this is my problems. And the Holy Spirit took me. He took me to a, in my mind, I went to a, a Roman prison, a dark, wet, rat-infested Roman prison where I found a verse written by a guy called Paul. And sitting in that prison, sitting in the middle of the problem. In Philippians 1 and verse 19, you think your problems are bad? This joke is sitting in prison potentially about to be executed if the problem doesn't change. And you know what he says? Verse 19, Paul said, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through prayer and the supply of the Spirit. I stopped and I said, I went back to those first two words and I was like, Paul, you know, you know, where, 
Where does that type of faith come from? Where he says, I said, Paul, you know, you don't just think. You're not saying maybe you're going to be okay. He was speaking of himself, not his situation. And he sat there and the Holy Spirit says to him, this is going to be okay. You may, but listen, this is what messed me up because as you look at it and you keep reading, he says, according through the supply of the Spirit, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with boldness as always, so now also Christ will be magnified. Listen, this is what messed me in my body, whether by life or by death. You know what Paul said? What he's saying is, whether by life or by death, he's in a prison. They may kill him, they may not. And Paul said, either way, even if it never changes, I'm still good. You know why I'm still good? The third thing, how does he help me? He helps me simply by staying with me. By just staying with me. I think the greatest, one of the greatest testaments to the goodness of God and the power of God in our life is not found in the situations that God removes. It's found in the situations where God stands right next to you while you're in the middle of it and still gives you strength. That's why in Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego is such an amazing story because he didn't remove the fire from them, but he stood right with them in the middle. And he said, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to strengthen you. I know that you're walking through all hell, but I'm going to stand with you. And you may have it all going on all around you, but I'm going to comfort you while you're right in the middle to show you that the power of the Holy Spirit and the help that you receive is stronger than the hell that you are in my helper. He's my helper. How does He help me? This is how He helps. The start of this message, I made a statement that you have the Holy Spirit. I want to challenge you. Are you letting Him help you? Because He can help you. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. To watch our latest message, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Free Chapel OC.